Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Everyone is Hot. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. Each week, we invite a guest to discuss their movie crush. And the film that proves that person is a stealth sex symbol. Hey, let's get horny. Hi, Michael. Hi, Shelley. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, we talked briefly before we started recording, and I'm in a bit of a, a sad mood just because of one of the movies that we're going to get into. Uh, on our last episode, we we kept track of how much I cried during the movies, and we have another good week for Shelly crying during movies. <laughs> Ooh, I'm curious to know which one made you cry, because uh, one of the movies, maybe they're different movies, but one of the uh, movies got me pretty fucking horny um <laughs> towards the end um but they're probably different movies so uh, <laughs> well of course uh, i got horny as well but but this wasn't so horny that i started crying this was just <laughs> crying from feeling emotions but actually two of them two of them i i got a little teary so yeah but we'll, we'll get into it but listen two of them did make me cry yeah di- or get me to a teary point and one of them definitely did not make me cry but yes. made me very horny um <laughs> and we will unpack it yeah i was gonna say now i'm not exactly sure if that if these are all different ones what could be what yeah yeah (laughs) but we'll find out um but first we have someone very exciting to introduce do we oh oh my god um i'm so excited about our electrifying guest is that the first time I've used that uh, superlative? No, for several weeks in a row you used it. God damn it! It feels <laughs> like I the... have to change it in the script because you kept saying electrifying. <laughs> well, you know what? I feel electrified this week. We have a we writer. Get you up the Steve. <laughs> we have no. I I have feel I have two emotions. That's electrified and thrilled and horny and, and horny. And I am electrified by this guest 
who is a writer, <laughs> a comedian, a, a virtuoso, really, Ooh. of, of the comedic and performance arts. Uh, you can see uh, uh, and hear or read. I'm sure he'll explain the context, <laughs> but he Peace, is... touch, smell. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening <laughs> you can check out his stuff uh, on the amber ruffin show and the tonight show mike pool everybody oh. Oh. The, kids, the kids are electrified mike it is because we are shocking them <laughs> we oh, yeah, have yeah, them so wired up and we said you clap yeah, that's that's, that's the sound of tasered children. That is, yes, I'm rip, roar, and start. Yes, I'm currently a writer on that Amber Ruffin show, which you can see on Peacock uh, every Friday, a new episode, and uh, formerly a writer for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Ah. Uh. Wonderful. La 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 la. Uh, uh. <laughs> now, Mike, you're not just an incredibly accomplished comedian. You're also a horny person. Would you agree? Um. Uh. Yeah. I. Uh. I have. I have been. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's happened to me. Uh. Uh. This thing called puberty hit me back in mm. um maybe two thousand. Let's say five. Sure. Sure. Two thousand five. Word. Great year for puberty. Yeah, well, 2000... you're in exactly the right place. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, would you like to tell us who your stealth sex symbol is this week and which movie you find them so sexy in? Okay, so uh, I would normally say something like this is coming out of left field, but I feel like nothing's left field for this show. Uh, (laughs) True. So for for me this week, my stealth sex symbol is uh, S. Epatha Merkerson uh, from the movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Mm. I mm. love it. This is like the perfect sort of like one scene wonder. She is in only a few minutes of the movie, but man, she is great mm-hmm. in the minute she's in. This is a great choice. This is exactly the kind of stuff that we love to have on this show. <laughs> now, we will get to talking more about her in just a mm-hmm. moment. But before that, we have a guest who's going to be dropping in really quick. Um, he should be here any moment. Um, and his name is... They call me Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Again, every time. Every fucking time. Jelly, every time. We have to pay we have to pay <laughs> drinky money for this. Real drinky dollars. We have for to... that drinky dink little song. <laughs> we have to pay him drink drinky dollars and for using the the song he gave us the rights to. So Listen, Michael, I've only been using this website for like what, a year? <laughs> how yeah, am I yeah, supposed to know how the year. buttons work at this point? Gosh. Uh I mean, well, it's, it's Drinkenstein, so it's worth it. I mean, it's drink. It is, it is worth true. it. You this is an investment. Money. Yes. See, Mike, I knew you would get it. And that's that's kind of why I'm, I'm so excited to have both Mike Poole and uh, Derek A. Drinkenstein, yeah. a.k.a. Drinky, uh, on the show. Um, he's a brilliant man, a virtuoso mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to do great things, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, is he going to do great things today though like do you think he's gonna actually show up for the episode shelly ye have little faith today is a new mm. day mm. do you want to know why hmm. i'm not drinking out of a can a metal canteen today <gasps> i'm drinking my water from a glass that doesn't make any noise Michael. okay oh I've, you're gonna make I've, me cry <laughs> i've changed a little bit as a person and i feel like if i can change 
then Derek can change and show yeah. up on time. Derek A. Drinkenstein, everybody. Um, was was he supposed to be coming in now or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we. I don't. Um... I had texted him like we'd do like a grand entrance, and he'd actually record with me. Uh, oh. Here. I feel like that okay. would be the easiest thing than doing it remotely. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um, you do look as though you are currently alone. Um, uh, yes, I'm. I, I am alone. But then he's gonna make his entrance. Uh, well, did he say in when? One, two, three seconds. You've got mail. Hmm. God, wonder. Um, damn it. Wonder who that could be. Oh you wanna God. let me and Mike know who just sent you a message on AOL? I feel well, like I'm about to be disappointed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> look, uh, trust and believe. Mm-hmm. It's probably my mom. It oh, couldn't. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Derek. He's sent oh, me an email really? on my AOL account. Oh, what a surprise. <sighs> he sent me an it's AOL email. Not as though this has happened every single week we've recorded. Shelly, are you going to throw my mistakes into my face? It's, listen. This I just so think I'm sorry, you were Mike. a little too trusting, you know? This guy, when people show you who they are, believe them. Don't you agree, Mike? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just, um, I feel like this is, uh, this is a toxic cycle you guys are in. Uh, and now I'm in because I was excited to see Drinkenstein. I've heard so many great things. Um, it, I was really looking uh, forward to it today. But maybe the email will say something uh uh that make maybe he's just maybe he's late maybe he's almost here uh, like me like he might he might come i don't he might come like i don't I know hope. like he might be he might be here he might be here God, mike i am so sorry michael he's crying mike is crying he might come mike okay? i am so sorry we built his hopes up we told him all about Derek. we told him how cool he was that he was the number one doctor of mixology i told my mom now- i was gonna meet Derek today God, I'm so sorry, Mike. We've got, something has got to change because we can't keep doing this to our guests, especially when they are sensitive souls like Mike. We can't do this anymore. Okay, well. You need to have a talk with him. I'm I'm sorry, Mike. Straight up. This is real fucking embarrassing for me. Um, I'm going to read his email just so we all know. Um, And then after this episode, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start holding him accountable. Okay. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I think that's important. That's really important. That's that great. That's great. It's no not more. just important for us. I think it's important for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what do you okay. say? What's going on? Hello again, my horny friends. It is with a heavy heart that I report I will be unable to attend today's recording as I am currently packing my bags to leave Los Angeles, what? tail between my legs. Despite my gifts as a doctor of mixology and a screenwriter, it seems that I have simply been found too attractive to make it in this town. Oh, give me a fucking break. Luckily, I'll soon be back in my own lab, where I needn't worry about being judged by my beautiful appearance. While disappointed... I have been able to drown my sorrows in the robo-positive masculinity, the recipe for which is included here. Hasn't he only been in L.A. for like three weeks? 
dick. What I... a fucking... That's not subtle at all, isn't it? <laughs> this is it? guy has a lot of fucking nerve. Um, you just tell you. A humble brag? Yeah. What? Uh, this is a... Uh... There's just so many levels to this that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk this out later with a professional. Oof, Mike, yeah. I am I am so sorry to have put you through this. Though honestly, after reading this note, I think you dodged a bullet. I think yeah. you're lucky yeah. that that you missed but, this guy. They he say never met. never meet your heroes. So no, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Well, I don't know. I don't let's, know. I don't I know mean, how we move forward with this guy, but you know, I, I guess at least he included the drink recipe. So yeah. that's Michael. Maybe do you want to? While I read the recipe, maybe you should take Mike aside for a second. You guys you know, see if you can like comfort him a little bit because he's looking really shaken up right now. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't have a driver's license. Um, oh, shit. Uh, so I can't drive to Mike right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I could I could take the subway. Um, okay. Get over there. And yeah, we know that um, that'll always might... go fast and there won't be any delays or anything. So yeah. So if you hop on now, by the time I finish reading this recipe, I think you should probably be back in your apartment. I'll get there as fast as I can. Okay. All right. See you, well, um, yeah. Good luck to you guys. <sighs> I guess, uh, listeners, sugar things. <laughs> um, I guess while they sort this all out, um, we do have a little drink for you. And it is called... The Robo Positive Masculinity. This recipe calls for two ounces of bourbon, one ounce Lille Blanc, juice of half a lemon, 0.25 ounces pomegranate grenadine, and two dashes woodland bitters, cedar and oak. Rim a chilled coupe glass with sugar. Combine all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, shake, and double strain into the prepped coupe glass. And that's how you make the robo-positive masculinity. Drink up. Oh, sounds nice. Well, god sounds damn it. Nice. That that sounds fucking... See, this is the problem. It's like he lets us down again and again, but then the recipes are good. So what are we going to do? You know? Uh, I don't <sighs> know. What a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, you know? Gosh. Yeah. We we'll talk we'll talk about this off Mike. Um Michael, it looks like you're back in your apartment, so I guess you got to Mike's place and back. Yeah, yeah. How are no you problems? feeling like? Uh I'm 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 feeling better. I think like I, I got the perspective I needed. Uh yeah. and like Good. uh you know, you always need time for healing, but it's uh yeah. healing is it's like a it's a it's not a race, um, yeah. but it's a process that uh it you is go a, through it is a process. Step by yeah. step, day by day. And I'm yeah. glad that we could give you that whole length of reading the recipe to like let you heal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we're all in a good place now. I yeah. think that we, we took, we took the time and we did the work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Well, listeners, hopefully you have your drink by your side and you are ready for us to get into our, our main film, which Michael, could you let our listeners know what Terminator two judgment day is about? Ten years have passed since the first machine called the Terminator tried to kill Sarah Connor and her unborn son John, the man who will become the future leader of the human resistance against the machines is now a rebellious young boy, and another more advanced Terminator called 
the T-1000 is sent back through time by a supercomputer Skynet to kill him. However, Sarah and John do not have to face the threat of the T-1000 alone. The future resistance has sent another Terminator. The same model that tried to kill Sarah Connor in the year 1984 to protect the mother and son. Now, the battle for tomorrow has begun. Ooh. Mm-hmm. There's some real stank on that one. <laughs> yeah, some, I, I, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. My goodness. I love this movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. And we're going to get into exactly, you know, why this is one that Mike likes so much. And uh, a little more about his crush. But before we do that, we like to do a little foreplay. You know, we like to get a little warmed up. Okay. With a little game mm-hmm. called the sexy trivia game. Michael, want to tell us how this is going to work? Sure thing. Now, we're just going to read some movie trivia for y'all. Get y'all nice and comfortable. Come on, dear listener. Sit yourself down. Okay? We're going to get y'all real slick. Shelly, why don't you start off? Let us Mmm, yes, daddy. Item A. Robert Patrick trained in a rigorous running regimen while breathing only through his nose. That's the best way to breathe, according to my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that in order to be able to appear to run at high speeds without showing fatigue on film. He had trained so hard that he was able to catch up with Edward Furlong on his dirt bike. That's great. Dirty bike. Dirty bike. bike. Oh, he was running so hard. So he had to slow down considerably when they were filming the scene. Oh, boy. Gotta be careful now. Mike, do you want to read number B? Production took sufficiently long that Edward Fur long visibly aged during the shoot. He's clearly much younger in that scene in the dessert, like whipped cream, for example, than in other scenes. His voice began to break and had to be pitched one level in post-production. He had also grown so tall over the months that for one scene shot late in production he had to stand in a hole Uh oh Oh, Mm. let me say that he had to stand where in a hole in the ground in order to maintain continuity and height difference with linda hamilton no relation. <laughs> she's a tall, strong lady. A tall drink of water. She's <laughs> she she's get a, in that hole. She's a elk of a woman. She's a real elk of a woman. <laughs> I'm talking a real straight. <laughs> <laughs> what sound do elk make? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, real sexy creature. Is that a French elk? Russ <laughs> 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 Michael, 
would you like to give us number C? Oh hell yeah! Why don't you, why don't you start that track up from the top? <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Now mm. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Now we're gonna bring it on down home, home style, with a little number C. Edward Fur, long, immediately got along with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the young actor. Actor had grown up without a father figure. Oh, and uh, Schwarzenegger could fill that role both in front and behind the camera. Lyndall Hamilton joked that she experienced excruciating moments when she was forced to listen as Schwarzenegger gave her long advice about women and stated that they did so well together because they were emotionally the same age. Oh, wow. We love to end on a bit of a bummer in this <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, I really was excited with the sexy. I was excited yeah, for sexy, but that's not... When I pick the trivia, I like to do the least sexy one last. <laughs> yeah. just, just remind us all that there's no way Arnold Schwarzenegger is emotionally mature and has ever been anything but uh, toxically masculine. <laughs> Uh, and Edward why... Furlong had a sad life. Yeah, very sad <laughs> um, life. Um, damn, that must be why I've never seen the last. I mean, the last Terminator Three that they tried to make mm-hmm. uh, was the first one where they had Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the same movie. Oh. But they were never. I uh, maybe they got beef. I don't know. Who maybe knows? maybe. I did read also that he apparently made something like $17 million on this movie and she made $1 million. That is fucking insane because they put her body through hell. Every I night. know. Ooh, but it was worth it because look at those guns on her when she's doing those pull-ups. Oh, <laughs> she's my fitness champion. But Truly. This oh movie my. is full of actors who are mostly good at running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean that that's why that you know I was I was you know I was telling him I was like I can't be an actor because of the running like I just like <laughs> my like that's that's why it's not anything about the acting ability it's yeah, the yeah, running yeah. you no, know no, Sam, when I was at Juilliard and they had us in our running courses I was like I gotta drop out I can't do this I'm not cut out like, it's like man I just I just couldn't run like a 240 for my audition so they yeah, were just like, like can you run with a flat face and I said nope I guess acting's not for me <laughs> that's so wild because I've never acted a day in my life, but I am... Well, aren't we all acting every day in our lives? I mean, yes. <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm running. I'm, I'm a very sincere uh, himbo. Oh. Uh, or I guess thembo is probably more appropriate uh, term. Um, but, like, I was raised as a himbo, and then I realized I'm a thembo. Um, uh-huh. But... Uh, the point is, I'm dumb, can only run, and uh, yeah, went to Juilliard, uh, a whole streak of A's I graduated with. <laughs> I know, it's crazy the classes that they put you through at Juilliard, running, pull-ups, mm-hmm. <laughs> breathing through your nose. Uh, like yeah. exercise? <laughs> yeah. My essay was just, I told them I'm a horse, um, <laughs> that's how I feel a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Um, my yeah. schedules, my set, my schedule said meet at the just like on the road. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my application, I just ran straight from Lincoln Center to uh, Central Park. I didn't yeah. make it any farther than that. So, so oh god, 
I'm sorry, y'all. I wish we got to go to this school together. I know. <laughs> if only we had known each other at Juilliard. <laughs> Things could have turned out really different for us. Yeah, we could have. But we're here now, and we're yeah. here to talk about this fantastic film, uh, Terminator 2. Yes. And, uh, Mike, this is such a great pick. Um, so... Before we go into some of our questions, I just want to know like more about this moment where you were like, Essie Merkerson is is the hottest of the hot. Because I was expecting, like I've seen this movie a million times, but like I was expecting her to have a much, I I remembered her from like other shows and I was like, oh, she has like a big role in that movie. Mm -hmm. And she does not have a big role in this this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't even remember that it was her. Like I had to, to get to this pick, I had to like come back to the movie. Cause basically like I had, you know, like you'll watch like the law and orders and the Chicago meds and like all these like Dick Wolf shows that she's in. And like, yeah. you'll be like, Oh, like, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a nice older lady. Like she looks high. Like, Oh yeah. Like, but then yeah. like later I go back, I watch Terminator two and I'm like, hold up. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Markerson. That's that's her. Okay, you know um, the Bible says that thou shalt not covet another man's wife. Uh, But I was just like, "Hey, oh Miles, I see what you're doing there." Okay, she out. She uh, (laughs) the first scene that she's in, she's like, she's like out by a pool, but like they're not like um, sexualizing her. Like she's just Mm -hmm. like she's just by a pool reading. Like she's fully clothed, but then she's like. She's like, where's my husband? So she goes inside and to get his attention, I kid you not, she licks the back of his neck. <laughs> yes. And it's oh not gosh. like they, it's not like immediately after they're like kissing or making out and they're just like, mm, hi, lover. It's yeah. just like, it's just kind of like this fun thing of just like, ha I get your attention by licking your neck. And I'm just like, hi, Merkerson. No. I see you. I see you yeah. out here. <laughs> They are both so attractive. They're such a hot couple. And like if they have like such sort of like economy of expression in like the relationships in this movie, Mm -hmm. because you get so much about them just from that. Like they barely exchange any lines. They spend most of their scenes together, like (laughs) crying in fear. (laughs) You immediately know exactly who these people are and like how much Mm -hmm. they care about each other. It's oh, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, hearing you say that makes me think like if I was, uh, if I was Murkerson and Morton, Murkerson and Morton mm-hmm. back in 91 <laughs> or eight or 90 when they were shooting this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that like black people were getting uh, cast in like that many movies of this caliber. Mm-hmm. And this role, I mean, it's a meaty, it's a significant role. The Dyson family there, oh, they yeah. have a, a presence yeah. in the franchise. Um, but it's not like they're the lead or anything like that. Hmm. I feel like there must have been some kind of conversation where they were just like, "Hey, I just we booked this. Like, <laughs> let's let's make this the most lived in family. Yeah. I'm gonna lick the back of your neck, okay? Yeah. Is that okay if I do that? Like, I'm, I just so they know that we're really people. Like that mm. we have weekends and mm. we go on vac. Like, oh God, the licking at the back of the neck. Oh." <laughs> Also, I really appreciate that, like, James Cameron seems to have, like, a real appreciation for, like, tough ladies. Yeah. Like, she's wonderful. Like, Jeanette Goldstein is, like, not in much of this, but, like, between this and her part in Aliens, like, 
he loves just showing off her guns. <laughs> it's great. Uh, the shot of her when it like uh, goes down her arm, it pans down her arm when absolutely. she's the T one thousand, and she's got like <laughs> the blade through her husband's head. Yep. Yeah, all these characters are like drawn in like such like quick little strokes that like you get a real sense of them, even though they're like barely on screen. Uh, yeah. I mean, even I think even Merkerson and her like her first and only really speaking seed. She's like. Yeah. She's presented, she's just like, basically it equates to her going, boy, if you don't take your nerve behind to go to the water world with our children, <laughs> like, like, it's just like, I know I'm, mer- I know I married a geek, but if you don't get your geek ass up to go take my children down a water slide, I ain't licking your neck no more. <laughs> Gonna have a dry neck. <laughs> oh no, not a dry neck. You got to get this dry neck. neck. I want the moist neck all the time. <laughs> About to, I'll do it. About to, about to oh be coding God. with scoliosis, like just like <laughs> on your neck. Just like about to have eczema on your neck. <laughs> also, I feel like there are so many movies in which her character, it's like after they get fucking shot at in their own home, and then they're like sitting at the table being lectured about how they need to like destroy Skynet or whatever. Like so many movies would have her character like sitting at the table crying and hysterical, and have the husband be like, "Listen, woman." we have to do this for humanity but instead she's like so chill and she's just like well i guess you gotta go i mean yeah like uh, truly it was like she was just like oh hey apparently my husband's responsible for the death of the entirety of the human race let's not let that happen but also in the in the back of her mind she's like finally we getting rid of all these little computers (laughs) yeah 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 let's 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 see what you have to touch now now that the computer's gone Oh God! I, I hate Bill Gates. <laughs> like, like there's, there's a motive here. She's like, oh yeah, wink, wink. The future's coming. I guess you have to destroy every electronic device in the house. Oh man! Oh no, that's awful. Oh Uh-oh. God! Uh, this movie hits so different watching it uh, in 2021, closer to Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> yeah. eight, uh, years, or, eight years eight years <laughs> I guess we passed the original Judgment Day but like 2029 John Connor will be an adult and all that anyhow it hits different um, like specifically like I, we were talking about the scene where Sarah Connor walks into the house with a gun points <laughs> it at this dude um, in his own house looking like a full vigilante in her like black outfit like (laughs) yeah and just like this is a horrible day for danny dyson who just wants to play with his very busy dad like that kid is living in a very different 90s movie (laughs) Uh (laughs) and boom she comes in ruins the day and then her son and his friend come over to basically be like ruin uh, you know like oh yeah your whole business like you're gonna kill a bunch of people and uh the first thing that john connor asks he asks his mom as there's a whole family mm-hmm. weeping over you know bleeding yeah, man bleeding out on the floor he he goes mom are you okay and i'm just oh god mm. imagine the like alternate reality of this movie where like it's just a, a like 90s family comedy about like miles dyson spending too much time in the office with his like big flip phone <laughs> And his son, like, why is dad never home? (laughs) Just wanted to play with my electric car with me. Gosh. 
But instead, this terrifying white lady <laughs> breaks into his house. <laughs> oh, God. You know, as much as... I, uh, imagine if this shit happened during, like, Family Matters or some shit. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> what if it was Steve who, in the Linda Hamilton role... <laughs> Oh God! I was like, did I do that? God! As <laughs> Miles Dyson is bleeding. <laughs> Steve. Truly, Steve. when I watching this white woman just absolutely blow through the, just destroy this house on the way to like take down a man who doesn't, who hasn't committed a crime and doesn't know what even's happening. I like really, literally was watching this and just was thinking, we can't have nothing. We can't yep, have same. anything. We finally got a nice house. We got the pool. I can't swim in that pool now. I gotta clean the glass out of it. How do I get how do I get see see throughable glass out of see throughable water? I don't know. It's the 90s. Can my robot do that? Like I don't what how am I okay? Now the neighbors are gonna the neighbors aren't thinking, oh, a vigilante broke in the house. The neighbors are like, mm, them Negroes throwing a party. <laughs> they already got complaints going on. <laughs> we can't have not, how am I supposed to explain this to the see see what happened what what happened Phil uh the reason you have a noise complaint against my house is um this white lady from the present uh she's traumatized because uh, oh a man from the from the future tried to kill her and her homie um so now she's trying to kill me because I I make the man the man from the future is a robot I make the man from the future so it was you know what I'll keep the music down I'll just keep the music down <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like the last thing you want is a six foot two Austrian man uh, breaking into your home. Oh no! <laughs> Historically, that's never been a great thing to happen to anyone. Nah. <laughs> that like is the epitome of the meme of like that like uh, TikTok thing of like, what would you do if I broke into your house? <laughs> it's like it's your house now. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? What am I gonna like? You own the house. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, you're the boss. <laughs> I don't know. The the lease is over there. <laughs> Like, I'll transfer gosh. it to your name. <laughs> Trash day is on Tuesday. Uh, you know, uh, we recycle um, here. Like, what do you? <laughs> I like to. I like to think we live in uh, one of the many different uh, Terminator timelines where mm -hmm. Miles Dice, like maybe Sarah Connor went to the house, but she tried a different approach, and she was like, "You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna just hope for the best. Maybe he's a good guy." She goes into his house. She knocks on the door. She's like, hey, I see that you're building uh, these robots and stuff. Uh, here are my friends. Here's my son. Here's all the things that happen. But what if you just made vacuum cleaners? And we live in the world. What if he did the Roomba? He's, he's the Dyson guy. He's the Dyson of the Dyson <laughs> vacuums verse. And, and that's the universe we live in. Um, I like so. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, it's like he was convinced very quickly when Arnold like took his skin off and showed that he was a little robot underneath. You could have mm -hmm. just gone to the door and had him do that. Yeah. It's like, hey. You didn't have to break into the house. It's like, let's start with that and then make some vacuums. You could still make a decent chunk of change. Yeah, I think vacuum. that a black family like yours deserves to have a yeah. great opportunity. Uh, just, you know, don't work for fascists. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my number one rule is don't work for fascists <laughs> that's probably de definitely one of my top rules um, <laughs> it's in there yeah, here's one um, thing I believe <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's it's like it's a firm rule you know you just can't you can't do it yeah. you know yeah, it's always a, a bad idea. move <laughs> so obviously 
Esapatha is very, uh, very beautiful in this movie. She does a lot with her small role. Um, we do like to ask, do you have like a usual type, whether it's in real life, whether it's in the movies that you watch, like, and would she sort of fit within that? Because you gave us like a nice range of like different actors that we could possibly discuss on the show. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, it didn't seem like there was much of a through line. You had like a fun variety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say that I have like a specific uh, type uh, uh, of, of person that I'm into. Uh, I would say mm-hmm. that like, uh, uh, you know, uh, please, please be. Uh, I'm 30 now, so please be uh, mm. well, just well over the age of 25. If you're wise, <laughs> yeah. if you are the wisest 25 year old in the world, let's talk. You know, yeah, yeah. I would love to learn. <laughs> uh, but, but like, if 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 not, then uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think that's just like I like. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. When I was young, I wasn't young. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do it. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, you know, be kind. No, uh, <laughs> don't don't pull back. Leave it out there. <laughs> no, I mean it's like it's like that thing of just like oh yeah no like I, I like I'm like listen you can be you could be mean to me be kind to everybody else. <laughs> Oh, I'm the opposite. Oh, now we're getting an interesting <laughs> psychological fold in this. <laughs> Wait, what? What? That's not normal? No. Oh, no. I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. but no, no. I, that's it. And, you know, listen, I want them, I want them hot. <laughs> yeah. And hot and be hot. Well, fucking hot. No matter <laughs> what, small. you just got to be hot. <laughs> well, of course, goes without saying. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. No non-hot. <laughs> No, not hots. No uggos. <laughs> no uggos, no butterfaces. No just grenades. straight hotties. Listen, 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 I meet all my women at the gym. <laughs> it's just I really care about health. Like, fitness is really important to me, actually. The, the thing is, I'm just like, every time I see a lady on a machine, I'm just like, hey, can I use that machine? <laughs> hey, can I show you how to lift that? <laughs> No, I just go over and I go, uh, let me do this right. Uh, (laughs) Listen, you really need to like work on your form on this, actually. Uh, It's so refreshing to know that we all go to the gym the same way. Um, Yeah. I just, I was afraid I was going to be judged like I do to everyone else. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) It's nice meeting with other people who like agree to be condescending to people at the gym. You just might assert dominance and be aggressive. Yeah. It's like it's like the gym used to be a safe space to do this, mm-hmm. and now everyone wants to talk about their safe spaces. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I feel safe when there's no safe space. I, yeah, how about I, that? Honestly, there's like nowhere you can even be a guy anymore. I'm uh, triggered that people get triggered. I'm triggered that every time I walk into the gym, uh, "Welcome to the Jungle" isn't playing on loop. How am I supposed to feel welcome? Well, Michael, how am I supposed to feel welcome? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, I gotta walk in and give you my pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> my pronouns are get big. <laughs> <laughs> how about that, Phyllis? <laughs> oh gosh. I really hope we're getting the Joe Rogan people to like really oh God, sink so. their teeth into this pod. If if yeah. 
we didn't do it in the past. We're doing it today. Um, yeah. That's who I'm always after. Oh, uh, so true. And it's honestly like at the gym, if you're like at the gym and you're in shape, can you even get COVID? You told me, bro. No, that's not a question. You can't. Uh, no. You can't. I just sweat it I'm out. I'm actually too strong because like my body would just like beat up the COVID. Okay, you know? now we sound like my dad. No, just, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, people get get vaccinated. Uh, get six feet, sure. six feet, social distance. Keep the mask on. Uh, Omicron is real. Come on, let's just yes. Let's Optimus be, let's Prime be, let's be is sad. out here uh, wrecking people. It's transforming. So. This it's Optimus transforming. Prime stuff. Yeah, you got Decepticons and Autobots in our bodies. We got Autobot strains, Cybertron, Cybertronian strains. Yo, I got that bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that I bumblebee now. I pull out another Transformers name, but I don't know anything else. <laughs> Even though Michael made me watch Transformers. <laughs> Wait, I didn't, watch, I didn't make you watch Transformers. I made you watch Guardians of the Galaxy and you hated it. <laughs> you made me watch Transformers too. When we did our horny no. cartoons episode. Oh, that's right. The cartoon, mm-hmm. not the Michael Bay live action mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. And I, okay, cool. I made you watch like a great movie then a great okay. film um uh cool yeah i like i you mean i introduced you to cinema yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you're saying which uh you're welcome shelly um <laughs> oh, thank you uh so uh gosh i'm so curious um uh yes <laughs> mike what was the first movie that you watched where you were like this movie is sexy <laughs> What was I your... was at the beginning of that question. You sounded like you were in a hostage video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was the first movie that? <laughs> Normally, you ask this question, but I was like, "Let me, let me put my own." I know. I got excited for you to ask it. <laughs> I got. I'm learning to talk. I've been learning to talk this whole podcast. Um, <laughs> much like uh, the protagonist of a, you know, uh, you know what? I was going to compare myself to Haley Joe Osment, learning how to be a human boy. And yeah, go for that. it. Follow that. I'm learning how to be a human boy. Um, and Shelly uh, is my is my mommy. Um, yeah, and has been, I'm your blue fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blue fairy makes sense because my mommy is my mommy, and she would resent me calling any other. Yeah. Woman my mommy. Mommy, I, I, you can't mommy. call me mommy. You could call me like mommy. Nope. Yeah, I I will yeah. say, and and watching watching this movie in 2021, it's like hearing somebody say mommy that many times is just different. Yeah, uh, it's different. But also, it's just like, oh yeah. I'm looking for Blue Fairy. It's like this is a drug reference. <laughs> like, is this is this like a? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You want that Blue Fairy? Like, what is it? Like, this is not. <laughs> You're just a child. Oh, <laughs> what if Haley Joe Osment was Matthew Lillard and he was just uh, chilling with his mommy uh, and then was looking for his mommy and the Blue Fairy, and mm. he was just chuckling the whole time? That'd be a sick movie. Yeah, I'd watch it. Uh. I like it. (laughs) We're just spitballing here. (laughs) I'm sure this was like a mid '90s like uh, group of executives. Like, yeah. Okay, popular. (laughs) He's looking for his mom. His mommy. Uh, but yeah, circling back, uh, <laughs> what movie, what was your childhood movie, Sexual Awakening? That's much easier, Shelley. Uh, there you go. The way yeah. is better. Um, so like, I guess like when I was like, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, there's, you know, uh, I, I, I thought like, I'd be like, oh, girls are cute. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But the first one that felt, I guess, more sexual that I remember um, is like, which is in, in insane in retrospect. <laughs> 
uh and not insane but i'm just like uh so do you guys remember the movie taxi starring jimmy fallon Yes. Wait, is Queen Latifah uh, in that? Yeah, Queen Latifah, Latifah is, is in this in movie. movie. And and like and fully like uh it's only it's only weird now because I've worked for the man, but like why I remember watching this movie as a teenager and there's a scene where like the bank robbers like get out of the car and they're all actual supermodels and like in the most like male gaze this is sex appeal thing, they get out of the car immediately strip themselves but also strip the car <laughs> like fully they even take the paint off of the car in a way where everyone's getting undressed they throw all of their clothes into a dumpster but they're all like Giselle Bunchens in this movie and they're all just like leggy and Victoria's Secret supermodels and like the music's playing it's like the fullest like male gazy moment you can get and then like they all like get in bathing suits and get back in the car and they're like stopped by an officer who's like oh where are you ladies going we're looking for bank robbers and they're just like what we're not going anywhere and he's like i gotta check the back so then he opens up the trunk and it's just a million swimsuits and he lets them go because he's a horny cop <laughs> and i'm just <laughs> smart plan <laughs> It is just like it's one of the first movies I remember just being like, "Yo, can we can we rewind?" <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I love I a, a rewind. To, I love a rewind to a sexy thing. A rewind to a sexy moment. Yes. It's like, nah, I missed the I missed the plot in that scene. Yeah. Oh, what were they saying? What were they? I just like what were they? But just like I'm ah. Oh, I was in the bathroom. The dialogue, right? Um, so if we just go back for um, a couple. Yeah. It's like oh, oh, that's what was going on. That's what was going on. That was going. On. That was what's going. On. I love this movie. <laughs> this is like really like well written and oh, stuff. Um, it's I just, just think like, it's like a really oh. good screenplay. <laughs> oh man, if they if they like win the Oscar, do you think they'll show up in costume? <laughs> Once again, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I just like really love like the movies actually. <laughs> I'm just like a movie oh, buff, I think. I should write movies. <laughs> wow, we've got like a real origin story here. This is fantastic. <laughs> that was that was tr- truly a great uh origin story. Yeah, I was um, like, how'd you get into showbiz, Mike? <laughs> well And then and then you know, last year I worked for Jimmy. <laughs> Just like the wrong per just like the wrong person. Like I wanted it. I, why couldn't I work for Giselle? <laughs> That's what I'm trying. I, I I'm working my way up the, the the taxi cinematic universe. Next, I'm gonna work for Latifah. Oh God, the queen herself. Oh. oh my god that is truly amazing yeah man i love when there's like an objectively bad movie that you just like see at the right time and it's like just horny enough that like it stays with you forever Ooh, if you I'm... brought up that movie to anyone else they'd be like what movie they're like, like why you know, did you, you know the one that, that had the titties in it I, I, <laughs> taxi directed by tim story was that 2003 that movie came out yeah 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 yeah, Jimmy Great Fallon movie. had his like little his movie star days. He had that uh, one with Drew Barrymore. Fever Pitch was that Fever yep. Pitch? Yeah, <laughs> on the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, but but he was nothing compared to Giselle in her bikini. Uh, sexy movie, sexy yeah. times. Uh, speaking of sexy times, mm. uh, we watched two other uh, robot family apocalypse themed mm-hmm. films uh 
So we love to pair things based on a theme. We do. And uh, Shelly, I want to know what you thought of uh, the pick that I selected uh-huh. for you and who your crush was. <laughs> so you gave me Pacific Rim, uh, oh. which uh, the 2013 film uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to think of it. Uh, I like, you know, some of his sort of like smaller horror movies, but his sort of like big extravaganzas yeah. don't always do it for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Um, this one I actually enjoyed. I wished I had seen it in a theater because I yes. will say it feels more like a sort of like Yo. theme park experience Yo. than, a, you know, a plot driven movie, Yo. which I don't say that as, you know, a slight. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, as like a theme park experience goes, it was a lot of fun. It was very long, I will say. Yeah, it's too long. It's a little <laughs> yeah, too long. Yeah. And it was like kind it. of a little bit disappointing watching it like right after watching T2, just yeah. because like the effects in T2 are so good and they feel so integrated with like the real world. Like my maybe my favorite shot in the entire movie is when Robert Patrick is the floor and he comes yeah. out of the floor in like shapeshifts yeah. and it just it should look so dorky cuz you know it was made in 91 uh you know this was like relatively early with this technology but it looked so good and so then the fact that like a lot of pacific rim was all cgi yeah. like it felt a little bit like okay it's kind of like watching a video game at times that said a lot of it was gorgeous and there were so many hot people in it <laughs> it was <laughs> I I will say I cannot stand Charlie Hunnam. I don't get his appeal. What? What? So when I see uh like different, I like appraise white men, white male leads <laughs> in uh-huh. movies. And Charlie Hunnam was one that I saw. That was the movie that I saw. Where I was like, you know what? You're one of the good ones. <laughs> I don't know. I liked him slightly better in this than I've liked him in other things I've seen. Like I first saw him in The Lost City of Z, which I okay. think is an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. I think he is just a like black hole of charisma. <laughs> and also he has this weird hybrid accent where like he's British, but I guess he's been playing Americans for so long that now he sounds like in in his like voiceover and part of it, he sounded like Bruno Gans. Like he sounded like like a German guy trying to sound American or something. Oh god, <laughs> it was the strangest accent. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that there were kind of uh, uneven performances. I normally really like Charlie Day. He was I found him very grating in this. That said, his other little scientist guy, yeah. Bruno Gorman, who plays the little British one with the cane, I was like, this guy's doing too much, but in a way that I find very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and my crush, of course was Clifton Collins Jr. Uh, He is so handsome in this. He is a little guy, and you know I love a little guy. (laughs) We talked uh, before we started recording about uh, the casting in T2, about how James Cameron said that he wanted it to look like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a tank and Robert Patrick (laughs) was a little Porsche. And that's how I felt about Clifton Collins. He's like a, a nice, compact little man. And he, I think, is like perfectly slotted into this movie. Because, like, there's a certain kind of performance that I feel like you saw a lot more in, like, 90s action movies where somebody who knows how to pitch it just exactly right. It's like they're a little over the top, but, like, they're able to deliver things clearly. They're charming right off the bat, but they're not doing, like, too much. Uh, And this guy, he was perfect. I was like, yeah, this is, like, the platonic ideal of, like, a supporting action action movie guy. I love it. 
is excess and it's like <laughs> it's it's excess and it's probably like 60 to 70 percent exposition yes and it's all of <laughs> the, the things so long <laughs> it's all the things that i would complain about in an action movie like the special effects don't look real like blah, 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 blah. Mm. but it's like no nah, this movie is like this movie is a movie it's yeah. a quotation yeah. of a it's like oh, i'm a big dumb movie with <laughs> yes yeah. oh you gotta initiate the neural handshake we built these machines here it's like yeah and That's... i'm oh and there's just enough stuff that is like big and dumb in like a really fun way that like overall it works for me like ron perlman's stuff is great his like stupid <laughs> shoes his the like Beckett little boys. shoes are like <laughs> <laughs> how could oh, you yeah. not love the way it's, everyone walks in this everyone movie. walks like a crazy cartoon character it's <laughs> i i yeah it's a lot of fun a little too long i would have trimmed it a bit but uh, but i had fun overall it was good yeah. it was not too too but it was a good time yeah, every one of Idris Alba's speeches are just oh. like they're just like nonsensical. Like it doesn't make yes. sense. I don't know why anybody would ever be inspired. But he's just like, I'm in a movie. Yeah, there's yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so uh, what you want me to do? You want me to just do it? All right. We'll crush our door. I don't know. We we die or we live. And then it's just like, yeah, that's. Perfect, perfect take. He's like, yeah, you still pay me? All right. Oh, <laughs> His best was, we will cancel the apocalypse. We, oh, my God. My dad, that shit, my, this is shit my dad loves. Like, big, tough, black guy everyone has to listen to. And he just says, the night is coming. And we have a job to bring in the day. We have to grab the sun. Are you prepared to fly into space? Like, ugh. Hell I'll yeah. always be here for you. <laughs> Nobody can walk on the path that you walk on while you're walking on it because it's yours to walk with your two feet, son. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. God, this movie overall, no one specifically gets me horny, but the movie as a concept uh, gets me so hard. Uh, gets me. Fair. I get so juiced. Uh. Oh my goodness. That's good. Well, I also gave you a movie. So, Shelley recommended uh, artificial AI, artificial intelligence, two thousand one, Steven Spielberg, uh, for me to watch. A um, lot of sexy, honestly. Okay, so Gigolo Joe, uh, Jude Law is very sexy in this movie. Um, it's almost like upsetting to me how horny I am for Gigolo Joe, even though like that's his whole purpose in the movie is that he's like a a sex robot, but yeah. like, but he looks like a really sexy. Um, ventriloquist dummy yeah yeah he's got like hard hair and like rouged cheeks <laughs> soft. he's so soft uh he is beautiful definitely uh as a kid watching this movie like millions of times uh definitely sparked uh my initial not not my initial queer urges but like mm. that's when i was like oh men are just as pretty as women huh yeah. He's right. very, very pretty in like an uncanny valley sort of way. Yeah. Also, I read that he um, based his physical performance on um, Fred Gene. Astaire and Gene Kelly, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. makes sense. And I will say this compared to Pacific Rim shows how sexy it can be to do a stupid walk. 
Because everybody did a stupid walk in Pacific Rim (laughs) in a way that was off-putting. And his stupid walk is great. (laughs) I loved everyone's stupid walks in all of our films. Uh, I do think that it is unfortunate that more actors don't do stupid walks, you know? I love... How could you not love the big buff Beckett boys walking in with their robot? Uh. Oh, see, I thought you were doing Gigolo Joe because he also does his little like high oh, elbows. Pip, pip. Little, little jaunty like <laughs> oh, right. jacket. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me play my, my little sexy song. Or whatever fucking old timey. Do you timey. like to hear a golden oldie? Yeah. yeah my, my sexy song. Chem chem aray, chem chem aray. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a small bit of Dick Van Dyke in, in Gigolo Joe. <laughs> I wish. I was uh, gonna say I bet Gigolo Joe would welcome a bit of Dick Van Dyke in him. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. Oof, that's what she said. Um, that's somewhere hey. in the in the AI artificial intelligence shared universe. Oh, um, absolutely. But uh, Gigolo Joe is not my crush. M- my crush. Uh, and I actually, I spoke with my roommate, uh, my roommate Randy for a second about this before I went back in to chat about this. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have a crush from, uh, AI. And he was like, it's some sexy ass robots. Right. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's some sexy ass robots at the end. The sexy yes. slender man robots. Slender man. <gasps> yeah, slender men. Yeah. Oh, good call. I guess Slender Man <laughs> is sexy to me. And uh, <laughs> that's how that is. Because you did stab one of your friends in the woods because yeah. Slender Man <laughs> loved you, right? Yeah, I did. I do what <laughs> Slender Man said. And I'd do it again. I'd, I'd do it again. I'd do it again. <laughs> Just, I, I only make friends so that I could do and stab them like Slender Man tells me to. <laughs> I don't have friends for any other reasons. I just do it to make Slender Man happy. Uh, also, the ending robots, the Slender Men, they do look a little bit like Giselle in their build. You they know, do. they got that tiny little waist. Honestly, <laughs> those more more hips than Giselle. I gotta be honest. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have those tight. They yeah. they go to the tiniest waist to then have tiny hips, but because the waist is so small, the hip just kind of feels like it's coming out of a like mm. a obtuse angle. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, the things that Kim K would do to get that build, the oh waist trainer she would wear. Oh, yes. <laughs> I really wish that I could like rub their little glass butts. Um, <laughs> but I cannot because they were animated by Industrial Light and Magic. So mm-hmm. for this episode, I don't have an actor that is the crush. Mm. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic is is... <laughs> The hottie. From the horny minds of industrial light and magic. (laughs) Yeah, from the horny, horny minds. (laughs) From the horny minds. I like it. A little out of left field, but you know what? I I appreciate this, Michael. You got creative, and I think that that's really important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Listen, they look... And also nerds need love, too. (laughs) They they look smooth as hell. They look smooth as hell. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. And they've got those long, smooth fingers. <laughs> I'm just listen. I don't know. I don't but know. if you like, if you like smooth stuff, <laughs> they smooth. That's smooth, baby. <laughs> you thought Gigolo Joe was smooth? Yo, them robot alien thingies is smooth. Glass How robot, much baby? would we all bet that around the time this movie came out, someone produced? These little aliens as dildos. <laughs> Wild, <laughs> right? I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would, 
I would even think somebody just did like just a rebrand of like a clear one they had. They're just like, oh, Joe, the perfect thing happened. What happened? All we need to do is name them different and we're golden. <laughs> We've been having an impossible time moving these clear ones. I haven't hey, been able an to. Idea. I haven't sold a dildo in ages and suddenly they flying off the wolf. Thank you, Mr. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Stevie Spiel, you're invited to Thanksgiving because we're only having it because of your contribution. <laughs> Christmas came early, kids, thanks to Mr. Steven Spielberg. So <laughs> did I. <laughs> Ooh, yes. And I think that's a great transition to our final game. <laughs> so, Mike, I am sure you are familiar with the classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. How a little horny, a little violent. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> a little uh a little lovey yeah a little yeah. lovey a little, a little, little responsible you know <laughs> now there are very loose rules for our version of this game you can uh choose the actor you can choose the character they're portraying it can be during the time when the movie's set it could be in the present day these could all be happening within one lifetime they could be happening on different parallel lives it's all up to you you have full creative freedom but to sort of model our game real quick let's michael let's have you start oh god i can't wait i can't (laughs) wait i got a little too jumpy i got a little too jumpy i got a little too excited uh Uh i always like to do mine in a shared Mm -hmm. cinematic universe because that's what's selling these days (laughs) and so um look i put no thought into this first thing i'm going to do is um marry uh essie potha merkerson mm-hmm. in uh terminator 2 uh i am going to uh i hate to do this but you know mm-hmm. i, I want to help out i want to help out with danny dyson i mm-hmm. i think that's like a perfect storm for me yeah. uh honestly <laughs> when it comes to marriage it's like oh there's already a kid perfect um like i'm he's already already doing pretty good all right cool like i think i would be just i like feeling useful and so Mm -hmm. i think i would be very useful um and i am also gonna be like yo danny check over your dad's notes build a time machine um and then around the year 2025 when danny dyson invents the time machine Mm-hmm. Um shit. So how am I getting to her yeah. in the first place? So I have to age. I have to wait until 2025. So 2025. Yeah, that's not that far. I'll be Three 34. Weeks? Yeah. So I'll be 34. Perfect. I'll go yeah. back in time. Um, because he'll have mm-hmm. already invented the machines because I already went back in time to have him make the machines. Ugh, mm-hmm. time travel. Um We're all so, scientists here though, so, so I mean. I mean, the things you'll do for love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so by the time I'm getting done with this, I'll probably be like 69 years old or some shit. Because um, I'll mm. have to live to... Yeah, I'll have to live up to the point that he invents this time machines again. And then as a 72-year-old man, uh, I will go uh, to the... Uh, Pacific Rim universe or mm-hmm. or timeline. I guess I could just okay. wait for when the robot for when the monsters come up. 
this well, mm-hmm. I got to use a time machine and I got to figure out what happens to make that timeline possible so that mm-hmm. I can exist in a timeline where I can kill Clifton Tom, uh, Clifton Collins. I'm going to kill Clifton Collins. Um, he's beautiful. He's great. But I am really trying to fuck those glass uh, <laughs> dildo bots. So I'm going to encase myself in some kind of ice. I'm sure I can cryogenically mm-hmm. freeze myself. And mm-hmm. then, um, oh, or turn myself into a cyborg because there's probably the Terminator technology <laughs> that can make okay. me into a robot, and I'll be 69. Reminding you, great mm-hmm. age to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 69. Yeah. 69, feeling yeah, fine. 69. Uh, I'll wake up sometime in the thousands of futures as like the first cyborg, and then mm-hmm. you know we'll be able to play every kind of sex fantasy uh, with these <laughs> uh, sexy glass robots. Okay. That's what yeah. I'm doing. I don't mind. You that. put no thought into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you yeah. said at the top. No thought. No thought. No <laughs> thought. A lot of thought. <laughs> That's a metric ton of thought. What's happened? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just got intend, in too deep. <laughs> I didn't intend to, but time travel always it makes you this think. True. You gotta. You gotta think. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? What? How would you approach this? Um, this difficult you know, equation. This is a difficult equation because uh, these are all the thing is, all of these would be good options for all three, mm-hmm. you know, so there is there, there are no losers. And I would like to I would like to start with that. There are no losers sure. here today because, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the loser is us because we have to murder. <laughs> it's, true. Um, it's true. I would say, you know, uh, uh, off the bat, when I, I, I guess like if I start with, you know, who, who am I getting down with? Who, who doing the business, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think when it comes to intimate relations, um, listening, listening is key. Listening mm-hmm. is, a, so is, is a big thing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think a path of loses in the listening game, you know? Uh, oh. I think she loses right now in the listening game because she is. She is a spouse who like she goes she goes into her one scene and she's like, Hey, I know you're busy. I need you to do this for the kids. And she's not really listening to anything he's saying. She's not really listening to his dreams of the future. Mm-mm. And then she's very quick to be like, Yeah, yeah, destroy all of your life work. <laughs> yes, I think, you true. know, I think she's just not listening. No hesitation. Um, but then the these these silver monsters, these uh mm-hmm. technological <laughs> alien type beings, they they're good at listening and they're good at like receiving and giving Haley Joel what he needs at the end and really mm-hmm. laying it out and being mm-hmm. honest with him. Yeah. But also it's like, I think they might be a little too giving for, you know, I want more of a mm-hmm. give and take. So I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a man, <laughs> uh, uh, Clifton Collins Jr. We're going to the oh, bed. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, he, listen, here's the thing. Like he knows how to take those commands through the earpiece. But he's also just like, I also got ideas of my own, but this is what we're doing. Okay, let's, you know, it's like, kind of like a symbiosis. I like the True. way uh, they're always linking up, you know, he's mm-hmm. always got their backs. He's good for support, but like, if yep. he needs to take lead, he'll take lead. Like, he knows what he's doing. Um, so then I gotta, I guess I'm gonna. Now, here's the tough thing because if I have to kill one, it's gonna be really hard to kill one of those alien things. I know. Oh yeah, for There's sure. There's robot aliens. That's gonna. That's gonna be. T- I might not come back. This is true. <laughs> no. I might not come back because you. You think I'd want to think more about who I'm marrying, but I'm not gonna enjoy the marriage if I'm dead. Yeah. 
Okay, so now I'm in a conundrum because, like, yo, I can't, I can't kill a panther. A panther? I, I can't mean, do it. I can't do it. I can't yes. do it. But then this alien. Yeah. And it's so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's so right so out your smooth. hands if you try to kill it. It's so smooth. You're not going to have be able to get it, your hands on it. You can't catch it's it. So <laughs> but you know what? You, you know what? This alien wants to know all this uh, robot alien wants to know all about humans. So I'm going to have to mm. I'm going to have to show him uh, what humans do. And we murder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so so i'm gonna have to teach him a lesson i'm gonna have to i'm gonna gonna have to teach him what happens when you wear the wrong colors in the wrong neighborhood they want to learn they're about to learn (laughs) (laughs) my neighborhood looking all shiny and clear shiny ass mo (laughs) gotta forget man i don't want to see you back here no more it's like yo i saw you shining over there you gotta let me get whatever that is Let me run that shine. <laughs> run that shine or I run this fade. Uh, so then, you know, I guess we're all just now part of this. Uh, we're part of this uh, black, uh, this black family that's going to cause the end of the world. Mm. <laughs> we're just making the family bigger. All right. <laughs> Perfect. And you, yeah. And you know what? I also want to help. I'll clean the glass and I'll like fix the house up. After what Sarah Connor did to destroy the house, I'll be the one who gets the pool back in order. I'll talk oh. to the neighbors. That's going to be my contribution to the family. It's like it's that. like that comedy uh, multiplicity with uh, Michael Keaton, where he's like <laughs> yes. multiple, but we're different guys. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what's fun about it. We're just different. No, this is just polyamory. This yeah, is yeah, just yeah. This is pretty, <laughs> probably, this is pretty much what it is. Yeah. yeah. None of us are, this is real. <laughs> none of us are trying to replace anybody. We're no. just we're all piling in. We're all just here. Yeah, we all have something we can do. Ah, I love the politics of this shared universe. Yeah. <laughs> this is really nice. <laughs> uh, what about you, Shelly? Okay. Bring us home. Okay. Bring us back. Mine, to I think <laughs> back to Earth we go. Mine's relatively straightforward, I think. Um, I have to fuck Teresa Dyson because yeah, we saw her lick to. that neck. We know yeah, she's yeah. probably a little freaky. Yeah, yes. we will. Then me and Mike will open the door into our home. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come you in. Guys join in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, what took you so long? <laughs> there are lots of possibilities in this scenario. So Girl, I do a long time. Just watch, <laughs> watch, watch the glass and the crying white woman in the corner. <laughs> she, she, she has been traumatized, and we get it. <laughs> ignore it. Ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> in the bedroom is this way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, this is getting better and better. So yeah, so definitely in that case, I have to fuck Teresa. Um, I don't know his name in the movie, but uh, Clifton Collins Jr. I have to marry. I think his name is Chow Choi. I think it's Miss- yeah. It's a race Cho- that he is Choi. not. It yeah, is. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Ron Perlman is Mr. Chow. There's lots of people with last names that they would yeah, have. Like, um. Listen, the so future. Clifton Collins Jr., whatever his uh, character's name is, I'm going to marry him. Uh, he's got a steady job. Like you said, he seems to be a good listener. Uh, you know, if we were married, then I could like start subtly dropping little hints of like, you know, I think you're sexy, baby. You know, I love your little bow tie and stuff. But maybe we pull back on the haircut just a little bit. No. Maybe just something to consider, something we could try. We've got a lifetime to go through haircuts together. So, you know, 
yeah. we could experiment what, a little bit. <laughs> what What about the haircut would you want him to change first? The sideburns. They're just a little. That's my favorite part. Mm. Listen, they're fun. They're they're kooky. But I feel like every day I might get a little sick of the sideburns, Ugh. to be fair. But I'd tell him, please keep the bow tie forever. <laughs> and then I'd have to try to kill the Slenderman. So it's you and um, it's you and Mike in the in the future. <laughs> Me and Mike versus the Slenderman. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tag team. We're yeah. gonna tag team it. And honestly, it's like so far in the future. We know from them that the human race is going to die out anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, why not go out with a bang? Might as well try to fight these guys before we go, right? Because uh, I don't want to be like sad little Haley Joel, knowing I'm gonna be out there forever. <laughs> no, mommy. <laughs> uh. Gosh. Oh my god! It's just good. You're just gonna hear like a wrestling theme, and it's like, oh no, dun da da! Oh, y'all got to learn about humans. <laughs> As you just see, it's like jackhammering and just like yeah. throwing down on these it's very thin. Very... <laughs> They're just like, we haven't developed muscles for fighting. We thought we evolved fast. Ah, fighting! Yeah. They think they're so smart, but we got the brawn, baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> I so kick sm- little glass ass. <laughs> if you so smart, what's five plus punch? <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, Teddy is yeah, watching. Five fingers, baby. <laughs> little teddy bears just watching us destroy uh, the future. <laughs> gosh, uh, this reminds oh, me teddy. of a great quote from Terminator Two. Uh, John Connor says. We're not going to make it, are we? People, I mean. And T8 is like, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. <laughs> so great. Oh, oh good. Uh. Oh, man. T2 is so good. The final mm. shot of him with his just little thumbs up going down. Oh, that made me fucking ball as a child. And it I still fucks a- me up. I got a little teary this time. <laughs> it's like, he's just learning to be a human. He sacrificed himself. <laughs> Gosh, guys, this was a, a fuck Mary kill for the books. I think this, this was, was for the books. I want to say this is probably this is the reigning champ. Uh, fuck Mary <laughs> kill. Um, oh my gosh, this is you win. You win the prize. Yeah, your trophy's <laughs> coming in the mail, Mike. Oh yeah, <laughs> we you. gotta we gotta pay you uh twelve hundred uh drinky mm-hmm. dollars. So uh, God, we are getting deeper and deeper into this hole. I, I would I would like to thank Giselle Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> I wouldn't be here today without the, this awakening of you by a trash can throwing your clothes inside. Thank you to Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I would like to uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Jimmy. <laughs> Not for hiring me for a job, but for being in the movie taxi. <laughs> for always, for always being there for me. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, speaking of working for Jimmy Fallon, uh, what are you working on now? Do you have some plugs that you would like to shout out to the audience? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, my my main plug is uh, to watch the Amber Ruffin show. Uh, it comes out on uh, Fridays. Every Friday is a new episode on the app Peacock, which is the NBC streaming app. It's, uh, you know, sign up for free. 
and and just watch all all the hilarity i write for the show so you'll be hearing uh, uh, my words uh through the brilliant br- brilliant acting and hosting of, of amber Ruff. and she's a great boss and she's really uh an amazing performer and i'm lucky to work there so check it out oh yeah the show rules uh, michael and i are fans big fans um yeah and where can people find you on social media uh, yeah, you can find me on most things at uh, This Is Mike Pool. Uh, Pool has an E at the end because it's silent. Uh, and yeah, on uh, Twitter is to watch me not tweet, and on Instagram to watch me not post. Mm. Nice. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone is rushing to follow you right now. Run. I mean, Run like Robert Patrick. Honestly, bring through your nose. Every time I post something on Instagram re- regarding uh, Downton Abbey, it's I just want you to know, Mike, that it is for you. Um, <laughs> good, 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 good. I will say I don't watch Downton Abbey, but I would pay money to listen to you guys do a podcast about Downton Abbey. It's, oh. it, it is the thing. Okay, so here's here's my plug for Downton Abbey because that's what I'm plugging now. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, there is uh, there is no one who can throw like shade like the mm. british aristocracy of that time like um, they're just insulting each other to their faces but it's veiled <laughs> enough that like you can't say anything back or you're rude but like almost every sentence has a moment where like if said in a different space somebody would be like the hell you just say to me <laughs> <laughs> i is- would like for like the series finale to be uh maggie smith being like eat my ass bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually Suck on my dick <laughs> i actually um i've been trying to pitch this to networks um uh-huh. uh, a shared cinematic universe i love my shared cinematic universes sure. i mean who um, doesn't but i believe my headcanon of the downton abbey universe is that it takes place in the same realm as mm. empire and succession <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I want them all to cross over. I want them all to cross over in a big movie. I want Lucius Lyon. I want uh, Logan Roy. I want uh, uh, I mean, the, the Crawleys all over. Listen, this this works real. This works really well. Okay, we all know that uh, one of the yeah. cousins from Downton Abbey does move to America. Her family grows up. They become the family in succession. Uh, Lucius Lyon. They they own a record label. Uh, this mm-hmm. record label is record labels normally have bigger companies that also yeah. own them. They're under the umbrella yeah. of the company from Succession. <gasps> so when and Kendall oh. Roy famously raps. Oh. Yeah. So when uh, Lucius Lyon is like, oh. "Hey, yo, man, I need to sign another. I need to sign a new artist. I I need this. This is gonna be the next Drake." He goes to the Succession house, and they're just like, "Lucius, we've given you so much money. Why would we?" And then they do a musical performance in the the, uh, the, the, the Succession house of this new artist that they need to sign and then uh and then the mm. father of the succession family's like fine a billion dollars mm. <laughs> now fuck off no no i have i have i have siblings to hate i have children to hate <laughs> and then just when everybody's nice and safe a portal opens up at the party <laughs> and dame maggie smith comes out followed with- by all the smooth alien robot people <laughs> yes <laughs> and she's like, I just had a great time with these gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, these are those uh, 90s executives from earlier. And then a portal. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then I explode. 
and Maggie Smith, she comes through. Oh, God. <laughs> Billions <laughs> of you want dollars. More, more brilliant ideas like that from Michael. Uh, please follow the podcast. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at everyoneishotpod. That's uh, one as a numeral one, not O-N-E. Everyone oh. is hot pod. Uh, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and tell us your stealth sex symbol. We will read it on the podcast if you give us anything less than five stars. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much. Oh, this thanks was so much, an Mike. absolute delight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> And we would just like to ask all of our sugar things to please do us a huge favor and stay, stay horny. horny. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.